1: I'm your co-host Mike Broadbent. Joining me once again is my co-host Richie Schneiderite, and we have a very special guest with us today—the uh, the big shop maker himself, Geo Baker. What's going on, man? What's up, guys? <laughs> How you guys doing? Good, man. Uh, we've Got a lot of stuff to talk about today. Uh, we're going to talk about you know Rutgers, Minnesota. We're going to talk a little bit about Pike. We got a big event coming up next Tuesday—watch party. Talk about it, the Olive Branch. We're going to talk some night Society, um, but let's just kind of dive right into it. Rutgers had its biggest conference win in Big Ten history couple nights ago against Minnesota it's actually the biggest conference win since 1990 since Rutgers was in the A10 uh geo what what was it about like all the things that went into that that big blowout like what 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 like how did we just destroy Minnesota like that they're not a great team obviously but what was it specifically that they did so well
2: yeah i mean i want to cut them a little bit of slack they they okay. uh they did have some injuries so you know that that played yep. into it and then obviously playing in the rack is never easy so yep. you know, that's part of it too because uh, before that, they did have a couple of close losses. Like, it seemed like they were starting to, you know, do the right things, just couldn't really finish. Um, but in that game, I mean, the, the defense was just awful. Like, yeah. I tweeted yep. it out, too. It it literally looked like Rutgers was just having shooting practice. I mean, they would catch it <laughs> in, the, in the middle of that 2-3 zone and... The, the guy in the middle was wide open. The two guys in the corner were wide open. Like it just seemed like anyone who caught it, they could just they could just easily shoot it. I've never seen defense like that ever in the Big Ten before. I'm not going to lie. So that was, uh, I would say, a, a big part of the reason they scored that many points.
3: <laughs> yeah, it, it was an interesting one, and I, w- I want to kind of piggyback off the game and uh, scoring. One of the scoring leaders was Oscar Palmquist. How cool was yeah. it to see him finally get his chance to uh, to just get out there and actually put up some serious points? I
2: was really happy
3: for him, man. That's
2: that's my guy. And he's one of the older guys on the team, too. He's been he's been here for a while. Uh, so, you know, a lot of people don't realize that he's, he's one of the leaders of the team, too. So in practice, mm-hmm. he's one of the guys who knows all the drills. He knows what it takes. He's been through all the battles, you know, but just hasn't really been on the floor as much as some of these other dudes, but still shows up and puts in the work every day, just like everybody else. So the fact that he was able to get a chance, everyone was super happy for him. And he stepped up to the moment, too. Like, it looked like look at like he had been playing for, you know, the whole season, the way he was playing, he played super confidently, right. Came right in and just, and made a couple shots. And, and, uh, you know, you love to see that always.
1: So I do want to talk about that because the culture and the, like the, uh, just like a locker room, you know, even though guys might not play as many minutes as they want, like those locker room guys are super important for a basketball team. If you look at like Udonis Haslam, right. He's been on the heat for like, probably six years longer than he should have been. He plays like yeah. 10 minutes a year, but he's yeah. like a, the like leader of their <laughs> locker room. Yeah. How important is a guy like Oscar to just like keeping a locker room together and upbeat and like on the right path throughout the season?
2: So important. It's so important because when you have a guy, you have a veteran guy who isn't playing, being positive, leading, that sends a message to guys like Derek, to Tuan, you know even to some of the other vets who maybe aren't getting as much minutes as they'd like to Jalen, uh dean right so you have a guy like that who's like look i'm in the same position as you guys i've been in this position before and i'm still here doing the work every single day i'm still here talking communicating leading so this is what you need to do too and this is how it leads to wins and it's and it's how it leads to you eventually getting on the floor right you see what he just did yep. so i think that's always super important and just having everyone on the same page like i think the the Rutgers team, especially this year, like you could tell they're just all like they're all best friends. Like they they all love each other. And that shows on the court, too. So even if a guy isn't playing, he's still going to show a ton of support. I mean, you see how they how they supported Aiden when he made that shot. Like
0: that yeah, was, we talk that about was that.
2: unreal to see. And I don't know if you guys saw my tweet
0: about the picture of Pike. Did you guys yeah. see that? Yeah. And he was like stone-faced
1: defense. defense yeah. Get back!
0: I was like, yeah. dude, Pike did not give a shit about that three. Man. <laughs> he did not give a shit. All Pike was thinking about was national championship, national championship. I'm telling yeah. you, he did not. He did not. Care. It was funny to
1: see
2: though.
0: Yeah, yeah now people going versus,
1: back to like black and white pictures of that is like a fucking <laughs> Renaissance painting. Yeah. Everybody's in the air. Everyone's having this crazy motion. Pikes just locked
2: in. Yeah, man. I was, that's that's just Pike though. He's he's on to the next one already. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez.
3: so going back to that uh that veteran presence you're talking about on this team one guy that's emerged a ton as arguably one of if not the best distri- distributor in the big ten it's got to be paul uh yeah. what, what does he just mean to this year's team and how much have you seen him grow from when he was a freshman to now i mean he's just he's just so focused like paul is just such a driven individual
2: and all he thinks about is winning basketball games like he's always been that way since his freshman year i think like when when i was when i was uh on the team i would always try to you know bring the guys in and let them know like our vision and what we're trying to do especially in the early years when Ron and Montez are coming in I never really needed to do that with Paul like he kind of already had all of that so mm-hmm. uh you know in terms of growing I think he's just grown from experience so obviously you know playing in the Big 10s for so many years there's just certain things that you start to pick up you learn how to play defense a certain way you know uh you know you know how to be in your help and get steals and certain things like that but in terms of you know a mindset and maturity Paul's kind of always had that And this year, I think we're seeing it even more because, you know, he truly has the reins uh, on the team. Whereas before, you know, kind of me and Ron just had that role and it's kind of hard to just switch that. So I think that he's just kind of has the whole team on that same mindset uh, even better than, than me and Ron did. Honestly, I think he's a, he's a better Mm -hmm. leader than, than we were. Uh, Hell of a common.
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, I want to talk about kind of like the the culture and identity of, of Steve Pike led team. Like it's, it's, it's so hard to like continue to be great at something constantly cycling in new players and Rutgers is an elite defense year after year, what is it about Pike the way he teaches you guys to play and just like constantly keeping that intensity for 40 minutes on defense, especially.
2: Yeah. I think it's just about, uh, building habits. So, uh, I like to think of it as like, you know, build habits, not goals. So obviously you want to have a goal of, you know, making the NCAA tournament, Maybe winning the NCAA tournament, whatever their goals are, but you don't just wake up and do that. You have to build the habits first. And I think True. Coach Pikes does a great job of like box out drills. Does we do a ton of defensive slides, a, a bunch of different things where we're making sure we're in our help defense, hands out, talking. And if we aren't doing it, he's immediately going to stop it and, and and point it out. Like, listen, this is why you guys just got scored on, or this is why you know you weren't you weren't talking in transition, so that's how they got a shot. Different stuff like that, and I think that you just drill it so much eventually it's just in your head it's a habit now or you're going to do it in the game as well so that it just always translates like that
3: and then how much of that culture is just based on retaining assistant coaches like he's had the same exact i guess minus hayne going in and out as assistant coach but uh and for jay, most part, and jay yeah. young i forgot about jay yeah. young for that, that one year um but how much does having these assistant coaches being the same guys every single year attribute to that culture
2: it means a lot and i and and I think Pike knows that, too. That's why he kind of always tries to keep it in-house. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but you know, all the coaches just know what Pike's expectations are. They've been here before. So, again, that same thing of, like, building habits. It's like everyone's on the same page, and they know exactly what we're trying to do on the offensive side of things, defensive side of things, you know, just, trying, just seeing how we're trying to go about everything. And that's super important. If you bring in a new guy – it's going to be an adjustment period. It doesn't matter how good of a coach he is. There, there's going to be an adjustment period of, of adjusting to Pike, of adjusting to the players. But like when you have the same coaches over and over again, you know, it just kind of becomes routine,
1: I think. And what is it you think Pike looks for in, in recruiting players? Because I've heard stories about Pike. He goes to see, you know, a top 25 kid in the high school class, and he's like, this kid can't play for me. I have no interest in this kid. And then you yeah. get, you know, a, a, a lightly recruited guy, like Mott Mag, for example. And he turns him into one of the best players in the Big Ten. So what is it right. that Pike looks for? And why do you think he's so good at identifying talent?
2: I think for Pike, it's all about fit. And he'll tell you this, too. The first thing he always says is, is he a good kid? Like, that's that's the first thing. I've, I've heard him say it a million times. I always try to catch him slipping up, like, uh, you want some talent. <laughs> but, like, he always first thing he always says is, is he a good kid? Does he come from a good family? Like, that's, like, his number one thing. And then the second one is, okay, is he smart enough to co record? So how does he do in school? You, you kind of it's cross true. those off and and then is he you know is he coachable does he play hard and those are kind of the main things i would say first and then he trusts himself to be able to develop that uh that t- into some some real talent and, and you know you just mentioned mawa Magley. i think that's like a perfect example like the nicest kid in the world comes from a great family he's super smart he's never gonna get in any type of trouble in school you know going out anything like that and then he works hard as hell like every night in the apc uh in the practice facility Mawat is in there getting shots up like that's just the reality and that's why he's getting better and pike sees that and he would rather take that than maybe a five star with a and obviously he's getting five stars now too who are also great yeah good. we definitely got to but, talk about that <laughs> but like but the you know the five star that maybe has a huge ego and is like oh this like it's me 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 it's not about the team And Pike just doesn't really go for that, and I think I think he's he's stayed true to that mindset, and that's why
3: Rutgers continues to succeed. Yeah, I mean, this guy took a three-star tight end and put him on the on the hardwood. Like it's wild that he did that. He's 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 good good. too, man. He's good.
2: He's he's really good. He's really really good. Uh, We might have lost Richie
1: there. Um, So just speaking more on that, like you were a pioneer for NIL. For a long time you were one of the first like college athletes to kind of speak up and talk about how important that is and how unfair it is that you know a kid who's a computer science major can teach and you know tutor in his spare time but you guys can't you know host a basketball camp yeah so now that nil has been in the ncaa for a few years how do you kind of like how, how do you think it's been successful so far do you do you like the direction of how nil is going or do you think there needs to be any kind of adjustments to anything
2: i mean nothing's ever going to be perfect but sure. I think that I think it's a great thing. I mean, we're seeing, yep. we're seeing so many fifth-year seniors coming back, you know, due to COVID, like obviously COVID year, but dudes just staying in school longer because now they have a chance to make money while they're in college. So you're going to see a lot more kids with degrees, which is should be a goal yep. of the NCA,
1: like absolutely, absolutely <laughs> should be a goal of the NCA.
2: And, and you know, and I don't know if they just didn't think that through for a long time, but obviously now they're allowing it. So you know, a ton of kids getting degrees and then uh i think kids are like and this happened with me too you know i think nil is a big reason why i don't play basketball anymore but you start yeah. to like learn other things about you like nil brings out the individuality of each student athlete so before you would see geo baker ron harper jr Palm basketball player basketball player basketball player and now it's like you see geo baker ron harper jr Palm okay you see the NIL deals that they're doing and the different stuff. So like with Paul, you automatically think Grateful Four Foundation. And it's like, oh, wow, I couldn't do that before. Or Geo Baker, he was doing clothing brand with Alpha Fitness. And dang, couldn't do that before. So it's like you see the individuality of each person. And athletes get to learn business skills. Like we always talk about like, oh, well, athletics translates really well into life like, so this makes it even easier to try to, to translate into life. Cause now you're yeah. actually, you're kind of going through it too. So it's, it's not as, as much of a shift. Um, so I, I, you know, I think, I think it's a great thing all around. Obviously there's going to be scandals, whatever there were scandals before, <laughs> like that's, sure. that's just how it goes. And, and, you know, the, the, the biggest schools are going to have the most money just like they did before, before it was going into, you know, the facilities. And now it's just going into the student athletes. That's really the only, the only difference. Uh, so, you know, yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't like hate how, where it's going right now. I, I love it. I think I think it's great. And I you know, I think that people will try to make adjustments and then, you know, try to perfect it as best they can. But the reality is it's never gonna be perfect, but the good outweighs the bad for sure, in my opinion.
1: Definitely. And it, it says a lot that like you know, a guy like Drew Timmy comes back for another year. He was, you know, projected to be a mid round first first yeah, mid of the first round draft pick and he's coming back for Gonzaga because you can make more money as a college athlete. A lot of the times yeah. then you can going into the pros and, you know, there are a lot of really good college players who probably can't make it at the next level who yep. are, basically have no earning potential for their athletic career, which kind of sucks. Like, especially cause how much money these guys are making for their different universities and, you know, uh, for their different conferences. So I, I think it's a great thing. And for, for certain athletes, like, you know, a, you know, field hockey player, if she's got like, you know, a great personality or if, if she's like really funny or something like that, you know, her, her biggest earning potential is when she's in college and has this big platform. So exactly. she can like, you know, get a million followers on TikTok. She could actually leverage that while she's, you know, at her highest earning potential as an athlete. Um,
2: yeah, exactly. And of, it's like, the thing about it too, is that has nothing to do with her sport. Like is the fact yeah. that like her sport was limiting that is crazy where it's like her, yep. you know, this, obviously this is made up, but his or her, yep. you know, potential earning was limited because, of a sport and, and the earning had nothing to do with the sport. It just, you know, it didn't didn't really make sense to me and, and and that was really my thought process when I was kinda of speaking out about everything.
3: Now you mentioned some of the deals that guys are making between you doing the the t shirt thing, Paul doing the Grateful Four Foundation. Are you jealous that Caleb McConnell got a car?
2: <laughs> <laughs> we were actually me and him were joking about that. I was <laughs> That'd I like I, I uh, slid up on his story. I was like dang that's fire bro and and uh he was like, "Yeah, they, don't forget know, I probably, started this." He was like, "They'll probably." Nah. He was like, "Yeah, they'll probably mess with you too." I'm like, "I'm like, nah, they never hit me up." <laughs> like, you know, so I was, you know, a little a little upset about that. I'm not a big car person though, so you know, I got my little Honda, yeah. and I'm good with that. So, you know, if Honda want to give me a deal, then we could, you know, we'll oh, there you,
3: about, you go. But, yeah. but um, Honda in the comments, right, right.
2: But uh, nah, you know, I'm 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 super happy for him, and and uh, and I remember like when we first. <laughs> It's just funny, too, because, like, when I was first fighting for NIL, like, a lot of the the people who were upset were, like, Rutgers fans are, like, oh, Rutgers athletes are fucked. Like, what are you doing? Like, and they're, like, <laughs> we don't have any car dealerships. Like, I remember people literally saying, like, there's no car dealerships that will do a deal. And it's, like, ah, shit, we got one. Like, you know? <laughs> yeah, so that's bullshit. It's, it's kind of – it's cool to see, like, kind of everything um, – like going the way I I envisioned it when I was fighting for it because obviously it was a little scary like damn we have that right like what yeah this book you know so that that was part of the reason why I started Night Society too was you know I want to make sure to contribute to that and obviously Knights of Raritan too, is doing a great job and um, I think we're doing a lot better than people expected for Rutgers so it's been mm-hmm. it's been great to see
3: so so I remember when this whole thing happened it was a it was a tournament time right I guess when you guys all yeah. wore t shirts and stuff are you guys yeah. actually gonna sit out and just not break the streak or.
2: <laughs> no, nah, so we weren't, nah. we t- weren't going to sit out the game. We yeah. So like the, the plan was, and we had talked to uh, Clemson about this too. So mm-hmm. we wanted to delay the game. So like the, they were going to throw the ball up and like we were all just going to stand there. Like that was like, that was the plan. Mm-hmm. And um, the coaches kind of stopped it a little bit. They were like, look, you guys could do that. And that's great. Mm-hmm. But they're just going to immediately change the channel to another game. And we were like, oh huh. yeah, that, that wow. does kind of make sense. Like you like, so he was like, So listen, like the message won't really get across. I think it still would have got across in my It would have been
1: it would have been huge. It would have been viral on social media. On social yeah. media, yeah. <laughs> and yeah.
2: you know, I think honestly the coaches were just kind of scared, which is fine. You know, yeah. I, I I was kind of scared too, you know, trying to plan it. Yeah. So um, you know, don't don't really regret that we mm-hmm. didn't do it. I think I think we still got our message across. Everything still happens, yeah. so everything is all good uh mm-hmm. but that was kind of the plan was just to try to delay the game a little bit and, and probably good we did in ruckers nation probably would have killed me too so <laughs> i mean <laughs> how, uh, how, do you,
3: how do you pass up that patent in uh, yeah. uh alley as soon as the tip happens too so it's like yeah it's that's there, true. Like, that's true. Right. do i stop do i stand do i throw it right right <laughs> right
1: yeah uh. so nil obviously ruckers clearly not fucked with nil um I think if anything, Rutgers is being elevated by NIL right now, and it's you can't really highlight that more than looking at a guy like Ace Bailey, who um, there's rumors he has a pretty significant NIL deal lined up for when he comes to Rutgers. A lot of people shit on Pike that said he couldn't recruit. This is kind of like the biggest, you know, what about him kind of moment, and we might have some more uh, big time players coming to us in the class of 24.
3: Oh well, well one at a time. So
1: one at a time. <laughs> at a time. Um, so. Have you, have you had a chance to talk to Ace Bailey at all or have you watched his game? Um, just, I think Rutgers fans would love to hear what you think about Ace Bailey.
2: Yeah, I've, I've talked to him a little bit. and I've seen him play a little bit. Um, honestly, I haven't watched too much tape, which I probably should, but uh, from the tape, I, I have seen, like, you can just tell, like, you, you can understand why he's a five-star. I mean, this dude is, Oh yeah. Um, he has legit guard skills at 6'10", and he makes it look effortless. And it's like, he, he's yeah. not even, like, really, like, big and strong yet so it's like you you take that into account and you know you get this kid in the weight room and you get him under pikes philosophy of defense first it's like oh shit like this dude could be yeah like a real killer like a real 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 <laughs> killer um you know so that's just that's just great to see and, and obviously i'm super happy for pikes too to be able to to get that done and i think he he did prove a lot of people wrong in, in the sense of he that he can't recruit like the fact that, and even you know that that never even really made sense to me. It's like okay, obviously this guy can recruit. We just made the state tournament, yeah. technically three years in a row, so it doesn't matter what the stars were. The Duke can recognize exactly. talent, which is yep. which is important. And you know, and then you think about Cliff. Like Cliff had offers from Kentucky. Like is this like yeah. it's this not like he was some hidden class, gem. Man.
0: Like it's <laughs> not some <laughs>
2: hidden gem that that nobody knew about. Like he was a nationally known recruit. And then you know you add in Gavin and and now Ace like, I mean he's oh, he's man. he's finding some some big time guys man.
3: Yeah, I want to ask you about Gavin. What have you watched his games at all or his tape? Yeah, I guess?
2: yeah, I, I love Gavin and and he's a New England kid too. So, mm. uh, you know some home ties. He played for <laughs> Expressions, which uh, is a team that I played for when I was when I was younger. I was a, a freshman in high school and I played for them. So he knows like a bunch of the coaches that I know too. So. We talked a little bit. He's, and, and again, great kid, great family, like mm-hmm. most down to earth five star I've ever met. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like If you're a five star, you got to have a little bit of, you know, you got to have a little bit. He doesn't have that. Like, obviously he yeah. has it on the court, but
3: that's, that's what I was going to say. I'll beg to like, differ there, man. No, on the, court. on the court yeah. It's just like, yeah. on that the kid court. He has
2: it, but like, <laughs> as soon as he's off the court, like you just like, you would have no idea. You know what I mean? And, and, um, you know, just speaks to the type of person he is and how he grew up and the people around him. But in terms of his game, I mean, oh. everyone talks about how great of a shooter he is. Like, he's athletic as shit. Like, yeah, like yeah. super athletic. And and uh, that's obviously going to translate to the Big Ten right away. And he's strong. Like, obviously, he's skinny. But you can tell, like, he's he's pretty ripped. And And, and I think, like, in, again, going back to the weight room with Van Dyke, just for that summer, like, he's... He's going to get cut up really fast, like <laughs> really, really fast. It happens quick, man. Yeah. I know I got to campus. I was I was 150 pounds when I got to campus or Sheesh. 160 pounds when I got to campus around there. Pike, How tall I don't are you, even know four? anymore. I'm, yeah, I'm 6'4". 6'4", 160? Yeah. Okay, yeah, so you yeah, real Literally. yeah. yeah I, was, I was Yeah, real small, real small. I don't even remember the actual weight now because Pike – he 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 tells a story so much, and he, he makes up a new weight every time. I've heard him say like <laughs> heard him say like one thirty before, so it's, like it's messing up it's messing up my head of, of where I was actually. at. Yeah, I think I was like 150, 160. but I remember by the end of the summer I was one eighty. So like we're talking about like Sheesh. yeah, like that was like all muscle at, too. Yeah, like all muscle. It got to yeah, the point where I was like, yeah, I need to stop for a little bit because like, I got super slow too. <laughs> yeah, I got like really really slow, but uh, it all evened out eventually. But but that's the type of weight that like you know, you can potentially put on just in that summer of Van Dyke. And, you know, some of these, these guys coming in, they're going to see that fast. Like, Gavin's going to get real big real quick. So, yeah you know.
1: Yeah, it's crazy to look at, like, the freshman year pictures of a lot of these kids. Like, Cliff was always, like, specimen, but now he's just, like, this rocked-up, like, statue, man.
2: Him, Mawat, Dre. I mean, these dudes just, like – I'm looking, at it, I'm like, Yo, did they change something in the weight room? Like, why did I not? Like, was I slacking? Like, what was going on? Like, these dudes look huge. My
0: watt looks huge. Yeah. Like, like, shit, I got to get in the gym again. Damn.
3: <laughs> uh, I mean, while we're on recruiting, I got to ask it. You know the question. You, you know who it's going to be about. What, what, what do you think? Do you think they land Harper or what?
2: <laughs> I mean... I so listen, I got no inside information. I'm not going to lie. They're keeping it real close to home. <laughs> Honestly, Ron, like I would be, be asking Ron all the time I'm like, "Yo, just let me know. Like, just tell me, bro." And uh Shh. he doesn't even know. He's like, "Look, he's like, it's, oh, it's his choice. Like it, it's really up to Dylan." And they and they've always been like that. I mean, uh their family, Ron's mom is is a very smart woman and she trusts mm-hmm. her kids to make the right choice and in regardless of, you know, what he does, she's going to support him. And Ron's the same way. Regardless of what Dylan does. He's going to support him. Uh, I think Rutgers has a great shot, you know, with, with all that being said, I mean, Dylan comes to, he's been to a a couple of the games. He knows all the guys really well. Like during COVID Oscar myself, like we were staying at Ron's house. Like we were, we were there with Dylan when he was like, (laughs) you know, when he was nobody, right. He was this, this little like seventh grade kid. And he was just, and he was a bucket back then too, but like (laughs) completely, like completely makeover now of what, you know, what he is now. But like we're very personal with him. You know what I mean? Like that, that's like our, our little brother really. Like we kind of saw him grow up and, and it's not just us too. Like all the other guys who lived kind of far away would go to Ron's house for Thanksgiving, for Christmas. And, you know, Dylan's right there too. You know what I mean? So the whole team like knows him really, really well. And then obviously you have a great example. You've seen your brother do it and he's now on the Raptors. It's like, you know, you've yeah. seen the blueprint, you see that it works. You're right near home. You know, there's a there's a lot of there's a lot of check marks. You know what I mean? And and, and uh, that those that's what you want as a recruit is like you're looking at where you want to go and spend the next four years. And Dylan's a very mature kid too. Mm-hmm. I think he's able to look. You know, obviously he he may not be there four years, but he's able to look. <laughs> you know, ahead and be like, damn, like this is a this is a great spot for me where I'm going to be able to grow and and learn and and get better, and I'm surrounded by great people like Ron and myself. We still always are involved with Rutgers, and it's like, damn, we don't even go there anymore and you see yeah. something like that and it's like oh it's, it's a it's a it's like a family and that's something that you want as a player
1: <laughs> yeah I want to dive more into that into that just like how true like a lot of programs say you know it's a family blah blah blah, but it's just rings hollow it's total bullshit. yeah like with Pike it doesn't feel that way like you yeah. know we just saw an example of Oscar's parents came in from Sweden you know Oscar hasn't played much but you know Pike I don't know if he made it intentional to make sure that Oscar got minutes and he had you know the, arguably the best game of his career for Rutgers if you look <laughs> at like the Ace Bailey commitment video, none of those guys celebrating are going to play with Ace for the most part. They're all celebrating like, you know, it's, you know, they're they're so bought into the program, like you and Ron, you know, you're still like Ron's in the NBA. He's, he's at Rutgers more than like, like, you know, most, most people. And I don't know how he's doing it. Like, (laughs) Like, what is it about Pike that like, like, that really just like makes guys like want to stick around the program? Like, what is it that he does that's different than most programs?
2: I mean, I think he just does a great job of laying out that with him, it's bigger than basketball. So he says it, and then you see him act on it too. Like, I think one great example is Jameel Warney, who obviously didn't go to Rutgers. This dude is in our facility like every day in the summer. Like, he's in there like every day in the summer, just hanging out with Pike, hanging out with Rich, our athletic trainer. And it's like, he doesn't need to do that. Like, he doesn't need to. I'm sure Jameel can find a gym anywhere. But it's yeah. like he's just always around, always talking great about pikes. And it's like, damn, this dude played for pikes a while ago. Like this, this wasn't <laughs> like, you know, it wasn't like extremely recent. And, you know, they still have that relationship. They still have that love. Coach Pikes will still, still calls me like randomly. And I know he doesn't want to call me, right? Like, like again, <laughs> he's thinking about national championship. He's not thinking about like, damn, let me call my my past players. And he's like, and he's checking in. You know, like little stuff like that, you just notice it and i think that like trickled down to me and ron i thought uh we did a great job of like if a recruit came so like when Mawat came oscar came on a visit uh jacob young caleb for me Ron, when ron came on a visit like my goal was like yo you're gonna have the best visit of your life and like i don't know <laughs> if you guys saw i don't know if you guys saw the the john wall video and the tyler hansborough thing did you guys see that and it's like that's the no. reality of a lot of places Did you didn't see it <laughs>
1: No, I thought you were going to say the John Wall when you talked about Dylan, but no, I haven't seen what you're talking
2: no, about. No, about about Tyler Hansborough. So basically he said that he was picking between UNC and Kentucky and he went on the visit to UNC. He saw Tyler Hansborough. He went up to him like to go talk to him, like say what's up. And he said Tyler just looked at him and was like, I don't talk to recruits. And what? Like, oh, <laughs> shit. Like, what?
0: <laughs> like, You know what I mean? And that's why <laughs> I, I was
2: I'm like, "What?" Like, But that's the reality, though. And I've talked to some of the guys, too. I'm like, how was your other visits? And they're like, ah, you know, like, you know, they didn't really like give me much attention. Like we didn't do much, and like, but it's like at Rutgers, oh no, you family for the day. Like if you're if you're a recruit and and whoever your host is, like they're gonna make sure that you have a great time, whether whether it's going out or just hanging, playing video games. We always ask the recruit, like, what do you, what, what do you want to do, right? And and then, mm-hmm. you know, kind of adjust to their schedule. But like, and then you get the whole team. Like anytime we had a recruit, Oscar's visit, get the whole team together. Like oh, we're all gonna hang out. Like so you can you know see the full environment, and that's kind of. That was just our mindset and that was part of building it too like as a recruit again like if you want to go to a school where where you have that family environment where you know that like people really care about you and i think we always did a good job of just like showing the guys like look like we want you here you know what i mean like like this isn't just <laughs> like just the coach saying that like it's it's all of us and this is a family and i think we we did a great job of that and I and i think the guys this year are continuing that that as well
3: so, so now take us through one of these visits. I know, like, you kind of mentioned they're all kind of different because you asked the kids what they want to do. But, like, just take us through what, I guess, what your plan is when you're hosting a kid.
2: Man, we're going to a party.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> hey. Oh, man, Pike's isn't going to like that one. But, uh, <laughs> but uh um... <laughs> so I, I'll walk you through, like, the the official part of the visit first, though, okay. you know, so, like, the the coaching staff is going to bring... The kids are the best place to eat, uh, so Steakhouse Eighty Five no, was, yeah. was always was uh, always on the menu for for sure, um, and I always loved it. So I would I would just try to be the host every single time. <laughs> like so, I, I was eating good my four years, my five years at Rutgers. I was eating good, man. The, you know those host years, but we would go you know go to Steakhouse Eighty Five, which is like the kid and the family. Um, you know, and obviously before that, they would go around and see campus, and like they would mm-hmm. show them one of the guys' rooms. Usually tell the guys beforehand, like yo, make sure to clean your room, like make it clean because <laughs> you know, the family's going to come in, uh, you know, all that stuff. So, so the family gets to see like how the guys live, right? You get to see like what the dorms look like. You get the chance to see campus. Usually they'll walk you around like uh, places where there's a lot of people, so then people kind of like stop and say hello. Like usually get the fans to to interact, and Rutgers fans are great too. They always you know show a ton of love, so that's always a great part of the visit. And then you, like I said, you get the dinner. Where you get to go to Steakhouse 85. It's like the full coaching staff, the host, uh, the, the player host, the, the kid and his family. So all that together, it's like it's a great atmosphere. All the coaches are super personable, so that's always usually a great time as well. And then after that, the family will usually go to the hotel, and then the ho- the the host or the player can decide if you would want to go with the host. To like, go hang out with the team, maybe experience the nightlife. And honestly, sometimes just play video games. Like some of the kids just like, oh, I'm like, I'm good. Or, or, and it depends on the day of the visit too. Like if it's a Wednesday, it's like, all right, we're not really going to do anything. Like we'll just kind of hang out. Uh, and then usually on those days too, like they'll try to plan something where we'll do like team bowling or something. Like I remember Andre Hyatt's visit his first time. Uh, we did like bowling <laughs> and, and Dre sucked at bowling. So he didn't even want to play. <laughs> he didn't want to play. He just kind of sitting there watching. <laughs>
0: Oh my god!
2: (laughs) Yeah, but uh, (laughs) but that's usually how it goes. And then obviously, uh, you know, if they do want to go out, you know, try to take them to like a to a frat party. Some obviously you can't take them to a bar if they're not old enough. Um, you know, so try to take them to like a little frat party. Usually, I would what I would always do is I would text the frat ahead of time because sometimes there is a little bit of trouble getting in the door. I would try to text them ahead of time. Like, oh come
1: on, you never had a problem getting in anywhere. Come on.
2: Sure, you'd be surprised. You'd be surprised. Really? Man. Yeah. You'd be year real, one, you'd be year be... two,
1: maybe. I could, yeah,
2: I, could, I could. Yeah. Oh, year one. Oh, year one. No, we didn't get. Any Who the
1: hell one. are you?
3: Only,
2: only place we got <laughs> into was AE Pie. Uh, year one, <laughs> and uh, even then, like, like again, had to text them ahead of time. Like, Yo, I'm gonna we'll pull up. Like, am I good? Like, <laughs> Uh, but it definitely yeah, changed. It's got to it be embarrassing. You
1: pull up somewhere and you, you kicked out. And you have to go to like you know three parties down. You only know the people. Yeah.
2: Dude, it was so like it's funny. All the all like all the frat kids always say this to me. Like yo, like we never had athletes at the parties until you got here. They're like you really like you like created the bridge. And like <laughs> I was like damn, like I was like thinking about. It, I'm like yo, you're right. Like I really did. <laughs> like It was crazy because we I used to show up to the parties and they wouldn't let me in and like you know the, the initial reaction for an athlete usually if they don't get let in is like to be an asshole right like man fuck yeah, you yeah. like you're like you're not gonna <laughs> let me in here like you know who i am blah, blah blah like that shit and i would always like i'd always be super respectful I'd be like all right yeah like totally understand like i appreciate that can i get your numbers so that way maybe like next time i can just let you know and like and like freshman year they're like who the hell is this guy like like <laughs> uh sure i'll give you my number but like you're not getting in <laughs> like i'm like all right yeah get, so let me get your number and i'm like i would text them and then it would be true they wouldn't let me in again and i was like all right but then madison square garden happened and i started balling in the in the tournament and now it's like okay this kid is obviously a really fucking nice kid and he can kind of hoop a little bit so yeah like yo pull up like pull up to the party so it started off with Dinner. just like me and then i always asked, like yo can i bring one teammate they let me bring one teammate, so it'd always be me and Pete. Kiss. We'd, we'd always go together. Me and Pete <laughs> and Pete Kiss. Like, we'd go. We'd go oh every time. God, and like, eventually, guy. the other guys would want to start going too. And like at first, they were like, "Nah, like only like only Geo and Pete are good." Like, but then, <laughs> then, we, then we started getting good. Like, so I was like sophomore year, we weren't as good. And then junior year, that's like when we got really good. You know, we beat yeah. Wisconsin and seeing you. Hall back to back. And they're t- yeah, exactly. Text me, yo, party at the frat tonight. Like, yo, bring, bring the bring whole team. And it's
0: like, bring the whole team. Like, are you sure? Like,
2: bring the uh. whole team. Like, all right, like we'll do it. And then and then they realize that all the guys were nice guys. So it's like, okay, now you have the whole team in there, and everyone's being personable. Everyone's talking to, you know, the, the frat kids and, and you know, just being nice dudes, being genuine dudes. And they kind of realized that. And and then it got to the point where like, whole team would just pull up. We wouldn't even really need to text them. Just get there. Like, Oh yeah, you're good. Like, what's up guys. And just kind of walk in. There still was a couple of times where it's like, uh, you know, sorry, man. Like we, we just can't do it today. And again, like still having that, that same reaction, like, all right, yeah, no worries, man. Like totally get it. And just kind of, you know, move on try to go to the next one. And, um, yeah. So for the most part, we're good now.
3: <laughs> yeah, culture changer on <laughs> yeah. and off the court.
2: <laughs> yeah. Probably culture changer Damn. in the wrong way for, <laughs> Man, for, Pike, <laughs> for Pike, for Pike. And as I don't think, I don't I think mean, that's, that's, it's college. Like, yeah.
1: Right. It's big time athletics yeah. too. Like every school in the South does that shit. Like yeah, basketball exactly. or football. Exactly.
3: They have frat row at least. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a struggle.
1: So let's talk more about, about what you've been up to lately. So you've kind of just been a bit of an entrepreneur. So, uh, there's, you know, three main things I'm aware of between Nice Society, between your podcast and between your training. Let's talk about Nice Society, first of all. You and Eric LeGrand formed this. Um, how is, what's, what's it been like running an NIO organization? What were some of like the, the things that surprised you about it? And how, how have the, uh, both the athletic department and athletes kind of responded to you uh, when you've asked for like, you know, involvement in business and stuff?
2: It's been great. Uh, and it's obviously been really hard. You know, it's, it's running a business is not easy and and i knew that going in but i I didn't know it you know what i mean i didn't know what i was you know preparing myself to face and you know trying to organize different things and making sure that the fans are happy making sure the athletes are happy making sure i'm happy (laughs) (laughs) you know so you know trying to take care of all those things but obviously it's been a great experience i mean the best part about it is like how we've approached it with like just the community aspect of of you know all the fans coming together and getting a chance to hang out with the student athletes, paying the student athletes for their time. And it's beneficial more than just financially for the student athletes. Like they're getting a chance to meet all these alumni, the donors, you know, maybe other students who want to get a chance to meet them. So I think that it's great for their social skills and, you know, for the future. Cause again, like not all student athletes are going to go pro or even if they do go pro, maybe there isn't a ton of money in it. You know, so yep. you, you do need that backup plan. And I think that's kind of how we've approached it. Um, but but I, I love it, man. I've I've had a lot of fun. I, I think the biggest surprise was like when we first started it, we kind of sat down and we're like, look, we want to provide as much value as we can to the fans. So, like, creating this awesome membership program where, like, you know, you're going to get a ton of shit in return. And, like, the realization was, like, the people who jump in, they just kind of want to give the money to the athletes. Like, they're not really, like, too worried about, like, I need this. I need that. Like we haven't really, like we haven't been perfect, but we haven't gotten like any like email complaints. Like this shit sucks. Like I was promised this, 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 and I haven't <laughs> gotten like nothing like that. You know what I mean? And, and I think it shows that, you know, really the fans just want to support student athletes. Like they, like they're, yeah, they're not looking for a ton of shit in return. And we kind of we, we're starting to adjust to that, so we don't really. the membership program anymore now we we're just doing events and you know we're just going to try to put on really cool events you have to you know pay a small fee to get into the event and um you know all the money's going to go to the student athletes you get to you know experience this little watch party and you know see some other student athletes that'll be there and that's that's easier to manage than like this like full membership program where there's like a ton of rewards and you know like like a loyalty program type of type of deal so i think that that's been like the only thing that we were surprised about and you know we tried to adjust accordingly to that
3: So now, you said the main things mostly events now or are yeah you trying so, to do other deals as well on top of that
2: yeah so like main, mainly events and part of the events too is like so right now learn to lead uh mm-hmm. beacon wealth and asbury park brewery are sponsoring the event so you know bringing okay. in companies too to to you know put their name on it and, and we do a good job of advertising those companies and explaining that it's important to support the businesses that support student-athletes uh, so that's that's a part of it too and then for me like I still love to like do creative stuff for for companies where like I'm like look and I, I like give me your budget and I'll find student athletes to promote it for you so that we do that as well but i'd say our main focus right now is is on the event side of things and uh and then like me personally like i still try to like go around it and and try to like do creative strategy for different businesses and and that's been working out great too like learn to lead the guy dave anderson I mean this is a dude who's has yeah. literally zero Rutgers ties. Like, you know what I mean? He, and yeah, he like, loves it.
1: What, what, what was the connection there? Cause everybody reads his book. Everybody's hyping up. Like I've seen basically every Ra- Rutgers basketball player talk about Dave Anderson at some point. Yeah. So what's his connection to the program and like how cool of a guy is he? Cause I imagine he's gotta be like somebody you guys actually look up to and enjoy talking to you.
2: Yeah. So he came in. Um, I think, I think he, we met him. I don't even remember how we met him. We met him through Paul, I believe. So so him and Paul were kind of like talking and like I said, Paul's like, like has that mindset of like a winner. And, you know, obviously Dave Anderson's whole thing is is mindset and mentality. And uh, so that's kind of how they got connected. And then Paul wanted to bring him to the team. And he asked Coach Pike, like, can I bring, you know, this guy to come speak to us? Uh, You know, I think it'll help us win games and, you know. Pikes is like, well, yeah, I want to win games, so like, yeah, if, if you trust him, <laughs> then let's let's do it. So he kind of came and spoke to all of us. He gave all of us his book, and um, he loved, like, he loved like the way that we, you know, the way we paid attention. You know, like, we, were, we were really listening to the things he was saying, and I think he noticed that, and that led to him like wanting to do some nil deals with us. So like, Ron, yeah. myself, Paul, Caleb, like we all started doing like little Twitter posts, just quotes of the book. You know, why is it poor and how it applied to our season? And that took off. Like he got, he gained a ton of social media, fo- like Twitter followers from, from Rutgers fans, because of what we were tweeting out. A bunch of people were buying the books. And then when I started Night Society, I was like, look, you know, we can take it a step further. You can do it for every sport, you know, I'll kind of, and and I'll just kind of facilitate everything. We can do a whole creative strategy for it. Get your book out there. We did it with Riley Tiernan, John Paws, Caleb, Derek Simpson, Andre High, like the list goes on. And we started doing it across, you know, just, I think a, a gymnast did it as well. Gianna Ortiz. So like, we, you know, we, we did a bunch of different deals for his book and he's seen great returns. Like the thing he really wanted was like just more social media buzz. And I mean, if you go to his Twitter, like when I go, I, like, I don't, I don't follow every Rutgers person that follows me, obviously that'd be impossible, but like, yep. like, I go there. There's like 200 people that I follow that are following him. It's like, <laughs> oh shoot, like, yeah. you know what I mean, like, and, and like that's that's crazy to see. And I think it shows that if you're a company, like, you should you should think about doing it. You should think about doing student athlete promotion, especially if your target audience is New Jersey. Like for sure. Rutgers athletes, it's a no brainer, you know. And, and what we're, we're what we we're basically what we're saying at Night Society is. You know, we can come up with that creative strategy for you, and and come up with a plan, and 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 put it out there. And and it's a good form of marketing. Like you're going to get great returns, especially on social media. You're going to get a ton of buzz.
3: We got to talk yep. about this real quick. We used to chat all the way back in 2016 when I was a recruiting analyst. We would go back and forth, bs and here and there. And to this day, I still don't have a follow back. <laughs> <For real? laughs> yeah. Wait, Ash? Yeah. To this I've, day, well, you know I get what it, it is. I can be you know critical at times. Nah, look,
2: <laughs> listen, I got no problem following you. I'm gonna find it right now. No, I don't uh, want to know. I don't want to
3: <laughs> nah, know. I'm, t- I'm big I time. Mean, I got more followers than you now.
2: <laughs> I mean, you know what it is, though? It's probably because we were DMing. I probably just figured Not that we were great. already following each other. Yeah, uh, you're good. But, um, damn you just put me on the spot.
1: <laughs> damn, that's one way to get a follow. So, yeah, so I want to piggyback
2: off,
3: off, uh, yeah, that worked, right? Should um, hire me for I'm gonna find it later.
2: I'm a <laughs> oh yeah, later. sure.
3: That's what they all say. <laughs> uh, so, so let me ask you this because one of the board members actually wanted to wanted me to ask you this. Did you read the message boards during college, and did it did it really have any effect on your play style, or did it like mentally like hit you at all? Because obviously they're they're fans. They are all crazy. I'll admit it. Yeah,
2: you know it's crazy. <laughs> I I accidentally found the message board like my freshman year and i was like fuck <laughs> that because like <laughs> i know i know like i know my i know myself i knew i was gonna go back i'm like fuck i'm definitely gonna go back to this Works and uh time. always yeah can. yeah <laughs> so so i did i you know i would look at it and i think i don't think it affected me too much it probably did it probably didn't i just didn't even realize it but mm-hmm. um i never really took anything that i would see on there too seriously uh especially like if you would like I wouldn't redo really his throw and playing, but now that I'm like on there as a fan, like I'll like I'll look at the game thread and I'm like, "Ugh, brutal!" Like, you know what I mean? And it's like, <laughs> "Damn, these dudes react like immediately to like one play, and it's like this kid fucking sucks." <laughs> like, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. No, he doesn't, you know. <laughs> um, so like that, like that, like kind of puts it in perspective. Like, yeah, I don't really take anything too seriously on there. Uh, mm-hmm. But I think especially my senior year, like, or my fifth year, was the first time I was able to not just the message board, but just like Twitter, Instagram, anything. Or it was like, I didn't take anything seriously from outside perspective. So it really took me that long. It took me five years to like, really be like, all right, it doesn't matter how bad I played the last game. Like I'm good. You know what I mean? Like I've, I've been here a million times. Like I have, I have no yep. doubt in my mind that like I am fine. And that took, that took a while for me. I don't, I don't think it's the same for everyone. Uh, you know, I think Paul does a great job of that. Like he's, he's locked in no matter what. And, and, um, We just had like Quincy Doobie uh, on our podcast, uh, Austin Johnson and I's podcast. Are you listening? And, you know, kind of listening to him speak on mindset. I was like, damn, I wish I, I wish I'd heard this like way back, like sophomore year, you know? And then like Cam Spencer, Cam Spencer, you know, his, his approach is like, I got so much respect for him, man. Like, I'm like, dude, this dude is, no social you know? media. No social media. Totally so it's like, down. yeah, you know, like sure, love yeah. that when he was Oh my god, Pike loved. It. <laughs> you don't have a. You <laughs> don't have a phone. Perfect. You're yeah, right. yeah. in. That's like that's like the perfect example for Pike now. Like, it's gonna be annoying, honestly. Like, yeah, you
1: gotta
0: be like Cam. <laughs> like, yeah, you gotta be like Cam. Like, look, at Cam. Like, look at Cam. You know, but yeah. but uh but no, my like
1: Cam. You see, so good. Uh, he right. Have social media. He's,
2: Right. Right.
0: Uh, yeah. That
1: guy.
2: Literally though, but but huge huge respect for Cam though because like that's one dude you know like shit he, he was going through a little rough patch where he wasn't making shots he didn't care yeah like, like he didn't yep. care at all but like for me it was like i would know when i was going through a rough patch but then you go on the mess where it's like shit everybody else knows i'm going through a rough patch. Just. yeah you know so it's like ah fuck Like yeah i gotta change that so you know that's like maybe the one like little thing where it's like you know you, you do think about it but at the same time your routine and, and you know your your work uh always overcomes that like it, it always does maybe but 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 for a second there is going to be that little mental like damn everybody knows i'm playing like shit right now <laughs> you know like that <laughs> yeah that's I, that that's always hard that's hard
1: i think i saw you tweeting about this recently how how much shit the indiana players were getting from their fans and how yeah. like, you know they were starting to just kind of crack and how hard that must be to kind of keep your composure and keep focused especially like a guy like trace jackson davis probably has like a hundred thousand followers on yep. all those different platforms so he's just getting it from everybody
2: yeah man it's not easy i mean you think about like anything like whatever your job is like at the end of the day like yeah, basketball as a job and it's like if you're if you spend your entire job just getting berated berated like like even even when it's like maybe not even a half bad day like you know and someone's just critiquing yeah. every little thing it's like that can get tiring <laughs> like and, and I think they did reach a breaking point and I'm and I'm glad that they like used it the right way though like they're out there you know they're obviously playing a yeah. lot better now um but it's hard like it's it's not it's not easy to go through and uh Yeah. So, uh, you know, I, I had my fair share of troubles and, you know, these guys are too. And Indiana is probably a lot worse than Rutgers too with that stuff. You know, like Indiana has a a, a very good history, a very good background in basketball, you know? So if you're not playing well at Indiana, they're going to let you know you're not playing well at Indiana.
1: Yeah. And I kind of want to talk about a bit about Indiana because in the preseason you were not sold on Indiana. You said nobody's scared of Indiana. What is it about certain (laughs) programs that, that Rutgers like just kind of owns? Like if you look at like, the state They'd of always Indiana. Played Purdue really well. They played yeah. Indiana really well, but then there's programs like Iowa who always give us problems. So what is it yeah. about like some programs that Rutgers plays really well and others that we don't?
2: Yeah, so first I wanna go back to those preseason rankings where I wasn't big on Indiana. <laughs> the crazy part is is like, because this, so this is my first time like being like an analyst per se.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: I wanted to, I want, my rankings were going to be totally different, but I was like, shit, I got to have them at number two. Like, everyone has them at number one. And it's like, yeah. I can't make this, like, crazy prediction and be wrong. It's that same
1: podcast. Po- Goodman ranked Rutgers 11th. I'm yeah, sure you were like, yeah, I think no he fucking did. way we're finishing 11th. I think he said,
2: was it 11th? It 11th or 12th? He said 11th. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, like, I'm like, all right, dude, you're tripping. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> and like, and he, and he, and the, and the same with Rutgers. I had them at six because, like, I'm like, damn, everyone got them, like, like eighth 10th uh, and like and i'm like i feel like they can finish top four and like yeah, well, yeah. i didn't but it's like again like my first time being an analyst i don't want to look like biased, i like because i'm trying to like be professional about it and i'm like man next yeah. time fuck that like next time i'm doing whatever is in <laughs> yeah. my head because like like i had i had michigan state pretty high honestly and they're you know they're they're all right um Ohio State, I had hired they're, – they're awful right now. So, like, yeah, no one had a clue. That. Like, that was, that was the thing I realized, too, when I was talking yeah. to other people. Like, like dude, I, like, repicked my list, like, a million times. And I, I I have no idea. And you're seeing it now. Two through 12 is just, like, a shit show. Like, no one has any yeah, idea it is. where they're going to end up. Uh, so, it was really hard picking teams this year. Um, and, obviously, it was my first year. So, it was just really hard picking teams in general. Um, but, yeah, in terms of, like, playing against certain schools, with me, Indiana was just, like – when I think of like a team where it's like, I need to be prepared, like mentally, like, like, Oh shit, they're coming into town. Like I got to be ready. Always think Michigan state like immediately. So, you know, and and people were giving me shit like, Oh, you should never be scared of anybody. It's like, okay. Like obviously scared isn't the right word, but in terms of like, we need to be ready. Like Michigan state was always a team where it's like, yo, they're going to hit you. They're going to run. Like if you're not locked in on all the details, but it's like, Indiana is like, it's just indiana
1: like you know what i mean it's just not, is it just because so they like have these talented guys and they don't develop them they don't have like discipline like what is it specifically
2: i you know for so this year is a, a little uh no this year's kind of the same too for me it was always just they had young guards so like okay i remember they had that i think i don't know if it was a four star or five star but the the lefty who came in the kid christian i don't remember his last name uh he came in and like he had this like big buzz around him he ended up transferring. He doesn't go there anymore. It was like, like I forget his last name. I don't know what it is. Uh, but he came in Christian Payton. Nah, oh, wait, no, I think it was an on. L. <laughs> I feel like it was an L. Lander's. Land? I don't know. Is his name even Christian? Maybe it's not even Christian.
1: I don't know. We, we, we don't have this <laughs> thing. <laughs> the high rated guard. He's all yeah. yeah
2: high rated guard. And it's like those are the games where you like, you know, you you're excited. Like, oh, I have a freshman coming in. Like. I'm about to show him. You know, you have no uh, idea what it takes to win. Talk about Romeo team. Langford. Nah, not Langford. No. Not Langford. Uh, he was tough.
3: Oh, Christian Lander. Yeah, you're right. Lander. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. yeah.
2: yeah. So he came in, and uh, <laughs> you know, like everyone was hyping him up, like, "Oh, Indians get back!" Like, we have this great point guard. It's like, no, you don't. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> no, you don't. Like, you know, these these young freshmen coming in. And that's no hate to him. Like, I felt the same way with uh, you know any any team that that have a young freshman coming in. Like, you just get really excited because as a veteran you know like i know stuff that you don't about winning like and it's just it's just simple math like years of experience you know so i would always be really excited to play against indiana rob finessey too like i was excited when he came in like i knew I, i knew i was gonna have the advantage just didn't think that their guards like just knew how to win and so that was the thing for me and then obviously trace jackson davis everyone like the hype in preseason was like oh you know he's this great player it's like he's been a great player and they still haven't been good. You know what I mean? Like he's been doing the same yep. thing every year, you know? So that's like, there's, there wasn't anything intimidating about them to me because it was the same team that was continuously getting beat over and over again. And, but they're starting to prove me wrong. Mm-hmm. Honestly, they're playing, they're playing great right yeah. now. They're playing great basketball. I did say put Shafino was going to be the deciding factor for them. Like he but gives it, them, it took
1: him what half a season. to Yeah, really get comfortable? exactly. Yeah.
2: Exactly. And that's what it takes for a freshman and in, in a, and honestly, sometimes that adjustment never happens. You know, it shows how good of a player he is. Uh, but that, he's yep. the difference maker because they needed that playmaking guard. And they just never had that. Like, the kid Lander wasn't that. Rob Fennessy, I don't think he ever averaged, like, more than, like, five points or whatever it is that he averaged. Like, you know, they, did, they didn't have that before where it's, like, a threat where, you know, the guards are worried. You know what I mean? And, and it was only Trace. And it's like, okay, Trace, came, can't even shoot a three. So, you know, like, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's not, not, not much is going to happen there. Uh, but but Hodgeffino is is starting to be that difference maker for sure, and they're starting to play really
3: really good basketball. Well, hot take here, they're beating Purdue this weekend. Think so. I think so. I think they're going to pull it off. Zach Eady. Somebody's, all got those Purdue, Somebody's got State. to catch Purdue, man. Somebody's got to catch him. What he scored thirty eight. I think he had thirty eight. Either on way,
1: either way, it's a great lead up for Rutgers because that's a you know that's an emotional game. Like yeah. they're going to be worn out. Rutgers yeah. just getting some more time off this. Yeah, I like I like for that sure. they're playing Purdue before they it's
2: play fun, us. As good as Purdue's been, I still don't see them making a tournament run. Yeah,
1: like they were I don't so know. the way Rucker shut them down, yep. like once they realized like you just double E D every time he touches the ball, yep. like their offense fell apart against us.
2: Yeah, I feel like this is like a classic case of they they, they beat teams in the in the non conference when they were still figuring it out. Like good teams in the non conference so they were still kind of figuring yep. it out and that got them to their number one and then the big 10 is just like a little overrated as always. So now they're keeping, <laughs> they're keeping that number one, but when they run into, you know, guards that can really pressure their guards. That's like the one thing where like they haven't shown that they're able to handle pressure very well. It's going to be some problems, man. Like, like Rutgers did a great job exposing that. Like,
1: yeah. I mean, every catch. I back to the freshman guys too. Like, yeah. They have like three freshman guards they are relying on. Yeah.
2: So. I mean, yeah. And that's just an adjustment period. But like, also they're, they're like freshman guys. Like, aren't like, Traditional like point guards, I would say, like in terms of like speed and like athleticism, you know, uh, Smith isn't. He's good. He's a great player for sure. like, but just you know, when you think about like a like an elite like point guard, like in terms of speed, quickness, uh, ball handling, like he isn't that. You know what I mean? So I think that's yep. like the the only thing I could see the see hurting them in the tournament. But obviously, you know, they're you know I can say all the shit I want. They're they've only lost <laughs> one game. Like yeah. That's, yeah. that's crazy.
3: <laughs> that's insane. <laughs> Oh, all right, I got one more for you, and then I'm done. So you obviously have had a ton of big shots at Rutgers. What was that one game or one game ending moment where you're just like, "Give me the ball. This is I'm doing this. Like I'm doing this right now. I'm winning it for us." Ooh, shit. There's a uh, there's a couple. Honestly, there's only like twenty. To pick I
0: was uh, up. I was
2: uh, <laughs> I was intense when the game was on the line, man. Like I yeah, and yeah. this this one is gonna suck to tell honestly because because we lost.
1: Okay, but, uh, is it the Notre Dame one?
2: No, it was Iowa. No, no. It was Iowa. Okay. We can't hit that bank. I uh, remember that. That court. was
3: disgusting. So, we, oh, so we, we,
2: we, uh, we call a timeout and we're and like, Pikes is drawing up a play, which is like, you know, it's basically just get get it to me. Um, and uh, but like, there's like a little play like design, like because it's out of bounds first, obviously. So like, let's just get me open first. And um, Caleb. Like in the heat of the moment, sometimes you're so, you're so like tired. And like, you're just thinking like, you're nervous. You're like, damn, we got to win. We, we break out of the huddle. Caleb just didn't pay attention at all. He had no idea where we were running. So he kind of looks at me. He's like, it's like, gee, bake, what, what, like, what are we doing? I, like, I, 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 didn't even, I, for, I forget. And I'm like, I'm, I literally look at him. am like, I'm like, I'm going to get the ball and I'm going to shoot that shit.
0: <laughs> like, and that's what I told him. Like,
2: I started out, I was like, I was like, I'm going to get that ball and I'm going to shoot the shit. <laughs> and, um. And, you know, and I ended up making the shot. Like, it was like it bounced off the rim. But, like, that was, like, literally it. Like, and, I, and, you know, I told him that. And that was probably the one where, like, I was, like, real serious. Like, because normally I'm going to tell him the play. Like, why would I not tell you the play that we're running? I was like, listen, I'm going to get the ball. I'm just going to shoot that shit. And he was, like, he was like, all right, all right, like, all right, we got it. So I did that and obviously made the shot. But then camp came back and banked mm-hmm. it in, which was fucking awful. But Northwestern, Northwestern game, too, we were down, like, 20. Um, like that that whole game like i was i wish i could figure out like mentally how to get in that zone every day i would have been would have been a friggin' lottery <laughs> you know <it> was, <laughs> you know i have no idea what type of zone i was in um but like that that entire game like i literally looked at everyone i was like i'm shooting it like every time i touch it like that's just that's just what we're gonna do today and ended up ended up working somehow and pikes was happy with that uh but normally i'm not like that at all it's just you know we were down by so much i was like listen like didn't Didn't seem like anyone else was like ready to play. I was like, I got it. Like we're we're gonna do this. Um, But that game, Purdue at the end. uh, You know, the year the year that the NCAA tournament got canceled. um, The JY dunk game. Yeah, the JY dunk game. Yeah, that was which was insane. Um, That game, like end of the end of the shot clock. I was like, yo, I need I need the basketball. Like, and and. you know, we just kinda of ran like a couple of ghost screens just to get me open, get get Sasha on me every time. And you know, just kind of took advantage of Sasha Stepanovich's defense, uh, every possession. And then, you know, it's funny, they would come down the other end, they're running like like five off ball screens. They got they got Sasha running through a million million uh you know down screens, and then we would just come down to do ghost action ISO. It was uh it was it was pretty funny, but th- that game as well, like I was I think I was pretty focused on Yo, give me the ball and you know the the funny part is too is like my my role changed as we would go on so like obviously my last year was like yo, we need to give ron the ball and yeah yeah and uh you know and we were good with that you know what i mean like we had that we had that chemistry where we were, we were okay with that you know what i mean and and he proved that he should absolutely have the ball and you know and there was absolutely. obviously times it's like oh shit, i want to take the shot and then if I see Ron, if Ron puts his hands up, oh, okay, okay, here take it, take it, take it. Like I immediately go out of immediately get out of the mindset. So um, you know, I think all great players have that mindset. You see with Cam Spencer right now too. Like he, yeah. he's got that, he's got that killer mentality with him. So it's it's uh it's important. But those are a couple of the games where I was I was thinking like that for sure.
1: So I want to I wanna hear more about your podcast. You and Austin Johnson just started Are You Talking? Um Had that come together and how do you like podcasting so far?
2: I love it. So it, it's, it's actually pretty crazy how it came together. So we were, we, uh, someone reached out to me on like behalf of Evan Turner, who, you know, was obviously played at Ohio state, you know, played in the NBA,
1: former six yeah.
2: Who's getting like, he's gotten really big in the podcasting space. Hmm. Um, and he was basically had this idea, like, listen, I want to start a, a big 10 podcast where it's like every single school has, you know, you know, two or three guys, you know, just speaking about the team. And uh, he has this whole vision for it of like where he, you know, sees it going and, you know, different like sponsorships and stuff like that. And, and uh, it was just a really interesting idea. And and obviously I'm, you know, starting to get into that space too. So um, yeah, I reached out to, to Austin and myself just about, you know, doing the Rutgers one and, you know, we, we, we record weekly. So that's been great. And, uh, you know, just having a lot of fun with it. Like being able to just talk Rutgers basketball, give insights as a player uh which which like before wasn't really the case there wasn't a lot of players doing that so that's the the main thing that evan would say to us is like yo, this is like the new media where it's like you got you got players like yeah being able to go talk and it's like a it's a different perspective than someone who just hasn't been there like there's there's just like not like a real way to to replicate that i don't think um and
1: yeah because even when like you have a former player as an analyst on like big 10 network or espn they still have to like fit this mold of yeah. like you know kind of even keel but uh, yeah. as an athlete on a podcast i'm sure you're aware, you could kind of like you know say whatever you feel you could
2: say whatever you feel it's different yeah it's like not that like that yeah. like, professional setting you know what i mean and, and um i like that I, you know I, I really do so you know shout out to evan for for bringing that to life and then you know austin and myself we're, we're starting to learn you know how to being in rhythm with each other and, you know, getting that, that cadence, you know, just making sure that, you know, we're, we're uh, in sync, but uh, it's been great though. I, I love it a lot. And, you know, being able to talk basketball, Austin's a great dude, so he makes it easy for me too. And, you know, it's a lot of fun.
1: Yeah. And, and we mentioned it before, but you're also a trainer, for basketball yeah. trainer uh. you said you've spent a lot of time. It's <laughs> been most, most time, uh, seventh graders of anybody in your life right now. So how do you like training and have had that come together and how can people find, how to sign their kids up if they want to
2: do it. Yeah. So um you can find it at geobakerathletics.com. I uh, you can literally book a session right there from the website, I do group sessions, and I also do individual sessions as well. Um might may start planning some other stuff too. Probably might have a camp coming up pretty soon. Uh so that's nice. pretty cool. Uh but how it started is is like pretty funny. I, you know, I was joking with you guys earlier about this, but like moved to <laughs> Jersey City with literally no plan. I was just like, Yeah, I'm just gonna figure it out. Like <laughs> like just, you know, I'll, you know, figure something out. And then I was like, Oh man, like I should just do basketball training. Like why? Like, yeah, like, why would I not want to teach? You know, and I've always kind of had that mindset, like even as like a, like a captain at Rutgers, like, you know, part of being a captain is, is teaching. Like you need to teach the young guys, you know, where they need to be, how they need to act, like what you need to do, you know, off the court, on the court, all that stuff. And, um, and I always loved doing that. Like I always loved when like a guy would ask me a question, like, Oh, where do I go with this? How do I do that? And it's You know, it it always felt natural to me to be able to answer those questions. So, you know, that's kind of how the idea of doing basketball training started. Um, And it was really just like, you know, I needed to pay rent too. Like, you know what I mean? But now it's like, it's like a full passion. Like, I really, really love it, man. Like, the kids are great seeing the progress. Like, some of the kids have been with me since September when I first started it. Hmm. And like, if you came the first day of September and then you saw them today, you would be like, oh shit like this is yeah like, it's real it's like really crazy and it just feels super rewarding to to know that like I played a part in in their progress and obviously and and the biggest part is them like them having the work ethic to to continue to show up and to, to continue to be in the gym and and to learn and, and be willing to learn um but just the fact that you know i'm I'm helping them get there is is awesome like i i I truly love it and and again we were joking about this but like my best friends right now are like seventh graders which is like hilarious (laughs) like like the people who i talk to the most in my day-to-day life are literally seventh uh (laughs) but like it's it's fun though you know and it keeps me young and like i'm learning like new slang and stuff like that so it's it's uh it's funny man and and i love it like this like the most like the most like rewarded i've ever felt you know just doing something so it's great
3: so is that like your pitch awesome. to pike like hey look at his fifth grade look at him at seventh grade look what i just did as soon as you yep. lose one of those guys i'm in like, Yep.
2: Yep. no 100 nah not really i'm not i'm not making that i want to i want to get them so good that like I, I get to tell them like yo, you got to recruit this kid you know what I mean? that's, like, <laughs> you that's where i want to be at man and, and it, that's like a, a fun idea that i have in my head too is like you know maybe i can help some of these kids stay in jersey like if they do you know mm-hmm. become really yeah. good and i'm like look Pike knows what he's doing. You know what I mean? Like, and (laughs) he does, you know, so that's, that's kind of the hope too. you know, someday, someday we'll get there.
1: So no aspirations to coach, just you like what you're doing, like high school, college, anything.
2: Yeah. So I'm, I'm a very, uh, I'm a very in the moment type of person. So, you know, right now I, I look at training and it's like, okay, this is what I'm doing. And, and, um, you know, that's, that's what I love right now. People have asked me a million times. I do like think about it, especially because again, I love the kids, like, damn starting a team would be super fun but it's like i try yeah. to be realistic about it too it's like you know i am doing night society i am doing podcasting i'm doing some other stuff too that you guys didn't even mention you know and it's and it's like i wouldn't be able to put my all into coaching and i think it's easier to put my all into training than it is to put my all into coaching like coaching is you know 24 7 you have to do the practices you have to you know au trips for games like You know, you got to figure out how to find uniforms. Like this is a lot of different stuff that goes into it. Whereas like training, it's like, okay, no, I'm just teaching you for, you know, this, this little time block. And like, obviously if you text me, I'm going to help you, but that's different. Like it's different than coaching. And like, and then also, like, if I were to coach juniors in high school, it's like, okay, shit, I need, I need to help you get into college. Like we need to figure out a plan, like where, what level are you, where you end Mm up? I have to communicate with the college coaches about you. And it's like, it's a lot more to it if you're going to do it right, I could go and do it and half-ass it, but it's like, okay, I'm not helping the kids. You know what I mean? Like nobody's, nobody's getting helped in that way. So again, very in the moment person, I could see myself being a coach one day, maybe. um, But just haven't put a ton of thought into it because it's not realistic right now. It's, it's not my reality.
3: Mm -hmm. So so I'm looking at geobakerathletics.com right now. See the group session see the individual basketball training. I, I don't see the Brian Fonseca package because I know he went there the other day to work out. And I just, I don't see it there. I'm just trying to try to find out where I can do that lesson. To see if I'm better than Brian.
2: Man, so Brian actually texted me and he was like, Oh, I have this great idea of like, you know, you know, me, uh, or you putting me through some drills. And, and I was like, yeah, like that, that, that is an awesome idea. And originally we were going to do an individual <laughs> session of mm-hmm. just him. And you know, we, we kind of came up with the idea together. Like it would probably be, a Better story if you actually did it with the kids. So uh, he just went in and booked the session in the in the group session, Uh, you know. So he just did that. He was like, "Listen, I'll pay for it. All that, like, you know, like it's not free. Like, I like I want to I want to pay for the time." I'm like, "All right, yeah. Like, you you know, I have no problem doing that." Um, But that shit was hilarious. Like, that was the funny shit. (laughs) Like when he texted me the idea, I was like, "Oh, this is gonna be fucking funny." Like, yeah, because you know, especially like we were talking about earlier, like seeing the message boards, the tweets, like Mm -hmm. the the articles. You know what I mean? It's like. Yo, this is one of the guys who's like writing the art, like, and he—I don't think he ever really wrote anything about me. Suicide now. Yeah, but like, but it's like, yo, know, he, he spent this, you know, you know, five years of my life critiquing my game. I was like, yo, I get a mm-hmm. chance to like critique his game, you know, like, so that was yeah. like, that was like a funny moment for me. Um, and he was awful too, like, he was, <laughs> <laughs> yo, <he> was, <laughs>
0: There was one play. There was one play where like
2: <laughs> the first—I think it was the first the first play that he tried. <sighs> so like, he was Not like third in line. So it's like two kids, you know, go through the drills. They do a couple crossovers. They get their jump shot. I can't remember if they made it or miss it. And then like, I like turned away for a second. Like my head was turned for a second. And the next thing I know, he's going through it. And like, you just hear like, like he just slid across the ground. Like, he hit, <laughs> like ball, ball goes like across the court. He's like in like a full like penguin slide. Like I was like, what
1: the fuck? (laughs) me alone for two
2: seconds, and and like he was just like you could tell he was so caught off guard because like, but there was no cameras caught it. Like no cameras caught it. I was sick. Like like, coincidence. Yeah, just like I wish somebody got that on video. Would have been the best. It would have been the best video clip. Like hundred percent would have went viral. Like he was just sitting there, just like like looking like oh shit like my bad my bad i'm like yo you're good just get up like you're all right like it's kids fall like do kids do
0: fall sometimes like you're going fast and you're trying to do the drill full speed but like he was just
2: like so shocked he's just sitting there like my bad guys (laughs) (laughs) that shit was was hilarious man but it was a great time and like you know and obviously i appreciate him for you know covering the training like that that's, that's a lot of love too like he didn't need to do that so um you know, big respect and he got better too. Like, I think, I think we did some stuff that, you know, helped him with his footwork, helped him with his step back, some ball handling. So it was a good time.
3: So if we ever have a media game, just don't pick him is what you're
2: saying. Yeah. No, 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 no. Don't pick him. <laughs> yeah, he's not, he's not going to help much, man. I don't. Yeah. No, I don't I'm <laughs> trying to think of his strengths right now. <laughs> he's, not, he's not tall. He's, either, so participant. he's, he's not, so not going to rebound anything. Uh, like, there's, not, there's not much going on. I mean, <laughs> Make him the coach or something. I don't
0: know. There you go. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: so you oh. said
1: before you're primarily getting into events with Knight Society. Let's talk the event that's going on on Tuesday because I don't know how we haven't really focused on that yet. We're kind yeah. of winding around. Yeah. Which is great. Got some great content. Let's talk this event. It's going to be at the Olive Ranch for the Indiana basketball game. Talk about how that came together because the the front office is also kind of collaborating with, with the Knight Society and, and yeah. yeah, Rivals. So let's talk about that event. This uh, ticket's still on sale. How did that kind of – uh you know who proposed that was that you or was that pat or was was the night just kind of talk us through that yeah
2: so um i reached out to pat and the reason i did that was so i don't know if you guys remember the rutgers scene hall banquet you
1: know mm-hmm. the event yeah. that the yep. front office
2: put on and i was a part of that event and like i'm looking around I'm like damn like this is so well put together you know and mm-hmm. and uh and pat is a young hungry dude like who you know wants to do stuff the right way like he wants to make sure that you know, whoever attends this event, again, going back to like our mindset, which was like value, like whoever attends the event is going to have a great time. And, um, you know, so I, I loved everything about the banquet. And then I reached out to him. I was like, look, like I would love to partner on, you know, some of our events and, you know, try to see where we can take this thing. And he loved the idea of it. And, you know, I basically told him like, look, we'll try to give you as much exposure, you know, for the front office as well. To you know, hopefully help you find some, some more clients So make sure that again, that it's like valuable for everybody. And um, he loved the idea and uh, that's kind of how we started it. And the pivot, like it was, it was important for us to, to make that pivot to events. And we wanna make sure that we, we set a standard of having really good events, right? Like that, that's like our mindset. And I feel like the front office is the best people that we could partner with for that for that to happen. And then obviously for the Indiana watch party, we were, we were kind of just plotting out when we thought was like the best timing to start. So we've been talking about this since January um but obviously it takes a while to like you know plan an event and, and do it the right way and that was that's where we were struggling too it was like we would we would have this idea for an event and like we would start like marketing it like three days before it's like <laughs> it's like geo people have schedules like they got shit. they got, they got to do? People have families like you can't do that yeah. and like that was like another part of like learning how to run a business i'm like oh, i have no idea how to run an event you know so it's like okay got gotcha, you like noted so like so, I told Pat, and he's like, "Yeah, we gotta plan this thing like weeks in advance." So you know, we started to do that a little bit, and um, we thought Indiana was a great like first first game because obviously like the, the the little beef or whatever, you know, and um, and uh, <laughs> one sided. <one-sided. laughs> it's an away, yeah, one sided, and it, it, it being an away game and and all of that. So you know, all those things added up together. We thought Indiana would be the perfect game for that, and then we reached out to to Doug Schneider at Olive Branch, who's like a become a, like a kind of like a mentor of mine um in terms of like all this business stuff and and you know everything along those lines he's you know always open to whatever and he loved the idea of the event and um yeah one thing led to another and you know it was watch party at ob oh <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah and uh talk a bit about like this is obviously an event for the night society you sell, you're selling tickets where's the is the money going directly to the athletes i, I know the answer but talk yeah. a little about, yeah little yeah bit about so
2: that. so uh <laughs> yes all all ticket sales go directly to Rutgers men's basketball student athletes. Uh, we'll obviously have them do something for that because we can't just give them the money. But um, yep. you know, ROI, so like, baby. Yeah, right. <laughs> so you know, so we'll you know have them do uh, appearances and you know different stuff like that. Maybe like some video shout-outs or you know whatever it may be. Um, but yeah, all the all the ticket sales are going to go to them. And then we also have other student athletes coming to the watch party. So Riley Tiernan from Rutgers women's soccer, and then Vic Konopka from uh, Rutgers football will also be there to, you know, just support and show love. I'm sure some of their teammates are going to show up too. I, I heard a little rumor that Adam Corsack will be in the building. Ooh, Unfortunately, we can't shit. pay him to be there because he is, uh, you know, a foreign student. So that, mm-hmm. that always sucks, but um, you know, he, he's, he, he'll be there as well. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm sure that, you know, it's going to be a great time and, you know, happy that the student athletes are getting involved with the community and happy that the ticket sales are going to Rutgers men's basketball student athletes. I feel like it's, it's a, it's a great initiative.
3: So so now I'm on social media, yeah. obviously, and I'm I'm pretty big into it. Now I saw Caleb McConnell comment. He said he's going to be there. Yeah. I'm just a little confused of how this one's going to work. <laughs> uh, yeah, like, yeah.
2: I don't know if he was confused. I'm pretty sure he was kidding.
3: But uh, yeah, <laughs>
0: he's
2: gonna like, be yeah. on the screen. Yeah, 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 he'll be yeah, on the screen, right? Yeah. I was <laughs> listen. You never know, Caleb. He may like really actually thought he was gonna be there. Uh so, <laughs> so like I was just like I was like yo see you there bro yeah
3: <laughs> To be fair I mean I saw $2 beers and 50 cent pizza and I was like shit well I have to go Got to go now yeah. you got to yeah, be
2: yeah. there Yeah man so Yeah it should be and a good tickets time Tickets are still available Tickets are still available yeah we still have, we still have some tickets left we we're expecting a lot of people to buy tickets at the door too so um yeah make sure make sure to be there man it should be should be a really good time
3: are you kind of expecting like a mixed crowd like his students mostly or kind of older people too i don't know what else Expecting to a mix, expecting, older mix. People. expecting a mix i'm
2: expecting a lot of riot squad to be there i don't know mm-hmm. about any other students um you know just haven't haven't got an extreme feel for it and, and pat's kind of running all the all the tickets so i you know i have no mm-hmm. idea the the ratio right now of general gotcha. admission and, and students there, there is, he did tell me though it's been it's been a good mix um so that's that's good to hear of course i think i think it's always good when you have alumni and students together to kind of build that totally that family bond of like, like passing the torch maybe giving knowledge just talking whatever it is um i i always love that uh but yeah so that's kind of where that's kind of where we're at right now with everything sweet
1: that's awesome Then geo we've taken a lot of your time really appreciate you coming on uh, is there anything you wanted to kind of plug? You, you mentioned that, you know, you have a lot going on that we haven't even gotten into. Is there anything else you wanted to, to bring up? Where can we find you? That kind of stuff.
2: Yeah. I mean, you guys can find me on on all socials, geo underscore Baker underscore uh, one. You know, definitely recommend the basketball training if there's any kids or parents of kids listening. I think it's a great environment. I feel like I'm doing an, an all right job, uh, you know, so, so um, <laughs> you know, definitely check that out night side he's going well i really recommend any of the watch parties events you know anything we got going on and then if you're a business like happy to help your business help happy up to market it I, i think we do a great job of social media marketing like and it's it's yeah people are starting to realize the power of that but it's still i think untapped like i think there's still a lot of businesses that just don't get it yet and you know we're here to help you get it you know what i mean so you know don't hesitate to reach out about that and you know that's you, know, you can kind of, you know, just DM me or, you know, email me my emails, you know, on my Twitter, on my Instagram, all of that. So, you know, not easy to contact in terms of that. And then go listen to my podcast, man. Let me know how I do too. be honest. Yeah, absolutely. Are you, are you
1: talking? I listened to the first two episodes that you guys had out. Uh, you guys, it's, you guys covered NIL in one episode and just kind yeah. of an introduction episode. I'm excited to hear your conversation with, with Quincy Doobie. Um, yeah. Dude, can you believe or can you imagine how good he'd be in today's NBA? Like, yeah. Like, I think he was just you know a little too early. His game would have translated really well to how the has played today.
2: Yeah, I mean he's just such a shooter, such a shooter. Yeah, I definitely would have translated really well. I never even really thought about that. Um, I'm sure he thinks Curry, about
3: it. Curry before Curry. Yeah, literally. Yeah. Like, I mean yeah. I don't know about all that, but oh but. come on, you, got, you watch his highlights. This man was chucking from like three feet yeah. beyond the arc. And yeah. It's like oh shit, like damn.
2: No, nah, but like, yeah, I can do so that. He, his game definitely would have translated really well. But I was, it was really fun talking to him though. Like just hearing his perspective. Me and him have talked before. Like we've he used to give me like little tips here and there just, you know, just throughout my season, especially when I was younger, you know, just kind of like, let me know, like, listen, you're doing a great job. Like when we weren't like that good, he was like, I can see like where it's going. And, and um that was like, always really good to hear. But um, like, that was like the first time I got like his like, pers- like perspective on his like away games and, you know, his preparation and his routine and just like how he prepared himself. Like it's like, damn, like, Maybe I should have prepared myself like that. Like those, are, those yeah, like, like really, really good, you know, really, really good insight. And I kind of wish that maybe I took a little bit more advantage of asking them some more questions uh when I was younger. So it's probably something that I wish I did.
3: Well, you heard me, man. I got a men's league if you ever want to play again.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: We got nah. dunked on
3: another day and it was like shit. Like, oh, Damn, right? Man, like we're I playing like, N- playing against. like ri- former rider players, former NJIT <laughs> players. I'm like, what the fuck am I doing here? Like, yeah. <laughs> Got
0: to stay in shape, man. Shit. Yeah,
3: that's how it works. That's funny, though. That's hilarious. All
1: right. Well, Gio, thanks again for joining us. Can't wait for Tuesday's event. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, thanks again for everyone for listening. Uh, this has been another edition of the Night Podcast. Signing off, I'll